0: memories of camp meeting Uh, I used to drive two vehicles to camp meeting because well not me driving at one time when my wife would drive I would drive because we had so much stuff staying for the 10 days so we're going to talk about camp meeting but listen there's another question on the uh, on the on the the table right now we know what we're talking about but who's around the table who's at the table pass the Uh. ball
1: who is at the table. Today, we are joined by some uh, giants in, in Adventist ministry. Um, we are just excited to have both of them with us. We have Elder Alvin Kibble, uh, who is with us today. He um, is generally no stranger to anybody that has ever had anything to do um, with regional work. Um, he is most recently, we're going to give them both a, a chance a little bit later on to tell us um some more about them but he is most rec- I'm i'm hearing a little echo here is that okay um <clears throat> the former vice president for the North American division. Um, We are excited to have Elder Alvin Kibble with us and we also have Elder Benjamin Jones. He is currently serving as the president of the South Central Conference. I see Tiffany Brissett saying, Uncle Alvin knows Allegheny East Conference has the best camp meeting. We're gonna test that in a little bit and see, we'll find out. But um, yes, we are excited to have both of these gentlemen. They have been around camp camp meetings for, for a long time, um, they have planned and scheduled camp meetings um, and they have been hearing from the ground up some of the, the conversations that go on for camp meetings. So I'm excited. I'm excited to hear their contribution to this discussion today. Roger? I think, I think you missed the second guest.
2: I think you got caught up with what Tiffany was sharing, but we didn't really say, say who our second guest was. And I have to make sure that my, the second guest is well uh, represented.
1: Now, nah, I said so that. I sure said sure Benjamin Jones. Let's, I said he was the nah, president of South Central Conference. I said all that. Roger's man. just trying to gain some listen. points, <laughs> Elder Jones. Hey, he's, he's doing I well.
0: I, <laughs> I, this, this is where I come in. You see what I have to deal with? I got to deal with these
1: two. I'm the peacemaker here. <laughs> That's usually my job. That's why I'm in the middle. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, without any further ado, let's bring them on. Let's bring on our guests. Let's bring them on. Let everybody uh, meet and greet them. There they are. Uncle Alvin, as Tiffany says, Elder Alvin Kibble and Elder Benjamin Jones. Greetings, gentlemen. We are so uh, blessed to have you both with us today. What we normally do at this point is since we did not take the chance, at Elder Jones, to read your entire bio, um, which we just didn't, you know, have all the space to, we want to give you, and you're both preachers, but you're also bosses. We give our fellow preachers, we give them a time limit. We give them about 37.9 seconds to just say whatever they want to say to whoever, tell us a little bit about their job and their scope of ministry. But we can't give y'all time limits because, because Elder Jones, you're Roger's boss. Elder Kibble, you just, you're just Adventist royalty in that sense. So we're going to give you the time that you want just to greet the audience today. Anything that you want to share about uh where you are what you're doing what's going on with you uh, we'll start with elder jones we'll move to pastor kibble elder jones the time is yours i'm just glad to be a part of this round table today i want to say
3: god has blessed me i began my journey in allegheny conference before it became allegheny east and allegheny west Oh wow so my first camp meeting was pine forge at about 12 years old When all everything was intense, was intense intense, the housing was. I had a grandmother who carried me to camp meeting, and I had a ball. When Allegheny West and Allegheny East, I was in Allegheny West when they first started Allegheny West, and uh, camp meeting moved to Mount uh, Mount Vernon, and I've spent now the last. 50 years in south central uh, I, I want to clear, clarify some things for the people who are not well informed the best camp meeting in the north american division is at south central allegheny East was excellent the lake region was gigantic southeast was wonderful but if you want to come to a real camp meeting where there's real preaching and real connection we will take all of you
1: I I don't know if I can take Elder Jones even seriously now. There's no sand, there's no dirt, there's no sawdust, there's air-conditioned buildings. Oh, man. man. (sighs) The
3: thing, Pastor Paul, was that, remember, when y'all were in the sand, we were praying in the buildings, and we had tents all around. It wasn't until Elder Ward got there, and Elder Ward built a church for us that it was so hot outside one summer, he let us come into the church. And we've been in the church ever since.
1: <laughs> Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord.
3: And so in the next 20 years, you built pavilions, got air conditioning. You caught up with us. And I understand that that, that that's okay. We, we've, we've always done that. Um, and we, we'll keep on struggling in our air conditioning dorms and our air conditioning uh, churches the, the best we can, the best we can. All
1: right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Pastor Kibble, anything that you just want to share at the time, the floor is yours, sir. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on, Elder Kibble. Wait, wait, we're going to make sure that they can hear you. Okay, go now.
4: I am just delighted to be with you. Elder Jones said it correctly. This is camp meeting season, and Allegheny East not only has the greatest camp meeting, but it was the first of all the regional conference presidents uh, of all the regional conferences right after Pine Forge was acquired. Elder, Elder Wagner, Elder John Wagner, sent invitations to all of the membership of all of the other regional conferences because they didn't have a campground yet. And so they, they came to Allegheny East because Allegheny East was the first. And of course, it is the best. <laughs> oh,
2: my. <laughs> Oh, oh, we set up something now. We set something now.
0: Listen, I said, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Let's talk about Camp Meeting.
1: Here we go. All right. Let's go. Let's go.
0: And first, let's start with a word of prayer. Um, Roger. uh, Yeah, let's pray.
2: Just pray for us. Father, we we are just so thankful that you have allowed us to gather like this through this medium of technology. We pray for the technology. We pray that we can be heard and that your glory will be seen. Um, Be with our guests as we dialogue, be with our viewers as they they join in and chime in and reminisce and and, and share. And we pray, Lord, this discussion will be a blessing. It's my prayer in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, listen, uh, again, wonderful, um, wonderful conversation
0: we're about to have about camp meeting. And it's just so good to have you two experienced people, uh, men of God, uh, on the line today. I wanna ask a question here. I'm gonna go right to uh, Pastor Kibble first. You know, we talk about camp meeting, you know, and uh, we all have experience with camp meeting workers had to go to camp meeting this was uh you know it wasn't debatable you have to show up at camp meeting but what what is the purpose of camp meeting i mean what what was the original intent for this event or evangelistic meeting called camp meeting?
4: may may i share my screen i have a quotation i'd like to share with you if i can share
1: the screen Is that possible? Okay. Yeah. That's, so this isn't quite work like, like zoom. Um, That's going to be a little difficult for us if we don't have that file, but don't,
4: don't worry about it. Ellen White made this statement. Our camp meetings are one of the most important agencies in our work. They are one of the most effective methods of arresting the attention of people and reaching all classes with the gospel invitation—that's what the prophet said. And, and then, then she went on. She went on to make another statement. She said that that um, she said that that uh, they were for the purpose of of strengthening the spirituality of our membership. Mm. She she said she said that in ancient times, the Lord instructed his people to assemble three times a year for worship. The Passover, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Tabernacles. She said if the children of Israel needed the benefit of these holy convocations in their time, How much more do we need them in these last days of peril and conflict?
1: There you go. Three times a year, camp meeting. Boom. Let's make it happen.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny because the Feast of Booths called the Feast of Tabernacles was like camp meeting because even after they established the temple, they continued to have the feast of booths where they worship and they lived in tents.
1: Mm. Wow, wow. Mm.
0: wow, wow. Okay. Good stuff. Um, Pastor Jones, what, uh, I guess we, we got some um, historical um, information from the prophet regarding camp meeting. Um, this purpose of camp meeting, this original intent. Um, and well, let me ask this are there any. Uh, references that that point to its origination. So when we look back at camp meeting, and we look back at the, of the origination of camp meeting, do we see those purposes being uh, fulfilled? Do we see camp meeting aligning up to the um, you know what it was originated to
3: do? I want to say out of my own experience, um, camp meeting was the only congregational gathering that was inclusive of the whole conference. I, I came from a church that like 68 members. I had senior citizens as my leaders and my pastor would come to our district once every four or five weeks. So my concept of Adventism was shaped by those little 68 members. But when I went to Pine Forge and mm. saw thousand people, when I, at that setting, could hear the great black leaders and the great white leaders from the general conference and the division come down, it reshaped my idea of who I was as an an Adventist. I was a part of something greater than my small church in, in Akron. When I became a part of South Central, most of my churches in my conference come from small rural areas. Out of my 150 churches, 99 of them are memberships of less than 50. In, in restricted areas. And in the 60s and 70s, in very racial areas, you couldn't go to other public places. So when they came to camp meeting, they could touch with each other. This was a place to be reconnected. Con- this is a place to be trained. This is a place to re-sharpen the vision. And that that kind of focus has continued, and even more so in these, in these days. So my people are hungry for camp meeting because Beside conference sessions, that's the last major gathering where everybody can come together from across a large region. My conference is from north to south is 700 miles, and from east to west of 500 miles. We're half the size of the whole Southern Union. So just like these should come, like Elder Kibble says, from all over Palestine to come to, this, to the to the temple once, one, three times a year to praise the Lord. We, I've seen. That over and over again. Also, I became a seven-day Adventist and, and got baptized after a camp meeting at Pine Forge. I remember this old man came at early morning prayer meeting to preach about the cross. I'm 10 years old. I, my mama's grandma's waking me up at 6 o'clock to carry me to a tent. I don't know this old man. I, I'm, I'm ready to go to sleep. I didn't find out later that this old man is F.L. Peterson. Wow, And he had just written a book, The Drama of the Ages. When that old man preached about the cross, and I've been hearing about the cross all my young life, I actually caught a vision of Jesus on the cross. And while he was preaching about the cross, I was seeing the cross, and the Lord from the cross said, Ben Jones, I die for you. When I left that early morning service, I went to the nearest uh, pay phone, called my mother, who was not an Adventist back in Ohio, and when tears said to her, Jesus died for me, mommy, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be baptized. I left that meeting a transformed kid because of this old man preaching the cross. And thousands of people through the years who have come to Christ through a camp meeting experience, somebody brought them. They, they, they were just coming with their uncle, came with their grandmama, came by with their neighbor, and left transformed. New members we baptized, who, who are, who's the first person in their family to get baptized, ain't but three of us in our family. But when we came to camp meeting, we now are part of hundreds, and are reaffirmed that we made the right decision. Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. camp meeting has been crucial in the shaping of the vision
2: of people of who we are. Wow. Wow. You know oh, you know what is interesting? Um you know, as you I have to be honest with you, when we were when we were putting the show together and we were looking for who to ask to be on the show, I was impressed um, because uh, to ask Elder Kibble to be on because I remember as a young man coming up in the Allegheny Conference. Um, Elder Kibble will will present to the pastors, as I was listening on the peripheral there, um, the importance of camp meeting, and and you know I didn't feel it was important at the time when I was coming through because hey, I'm a weekend warrior at camp meeting. You know I just came up on the weekends because I was close enough, and there was I rem, I'm, I'm hearing stories. I heard stories. Folks would would take their vacation. Mm-hmm. And come to camp meeting for the full ten days. It was, it was that important to them. Um, could, could could you speak a little bit, uh, uh, Pastor Kibble? Uh, could you speak a little bit of uh, from your experience as you talked with the Saints from back in the day? Why was it so important for them to come
1: to camp meeting? And, and Elder Kibble, I'm sorry, as you do that, there's a lot of folk in the chat wanting the reference to that quote that that you used earlier. So I'm sure they would appreciate just kind of how to how to find that. And they got some folk I think they want to repeat it, too. <laughs> yeah, well,
4: and and I'll, I'll do that. But camp meeting was designed to promote the spiritual life of the membership. Mm. But it was also a major witnessing to, Ellen White said, Ellen White said that the world cannot see the beauty, the loveliness and the goodness and the holiness of divine truth. but by attending camp meeting, because camp meetings were not just for the membership. Her largest the largest um, audience that Ellen White ever preached to, 20,000 people was at a camp meeting.
1: Mm. Wow. That's crazy.
4: But wow. but but she she talked about how God would permeate the atmosphere mm. and that the, the world could see in living color the the the, the, the value and the, the radiance of the Christian life. So it was actually taking the Christian life and putting it on a canvas. Mm. And the reason why the reason why Allegheny East was so was so committed to it, not only because of our 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 president or John John Wagner, but it was when the president had an opportunity to set the spiritual agenda for the entire conference. Now, if it did not meet with the mission, we should not have done it. Mm. But camp meeting, because it promoted spirituality, not just in doctrine, but in lifestyle Mm -hmm. and in fellowship and through training. Ellen White said that during the camp meeting, there should be more teaching than preaching. Mm -hmm. And so when mm. we were out there early in the morning, even before the early power hour, we would take that two mile walk around the campus. That was, that was invigorating, but it was also setting an example for the membership. I, I can remember as a boy, six and seven years old, going into the camp meeting store. Rothika Smith, Rothika Smith, oh, wow. P- uh, Professor Smith's father was running the store, and they would have a, a little a little electric skillet and they would have samples of vegetarian meat. Yeah, yeah. They had they had soy milk. If I go to my refrigerator right now, I'm gonna get some almond milk or some soy milk, but way back in 1953 in Cassopolis, michigan i was drinking corn soy milk then and boysenberry juice and it was it was introducing me to a christian lifestyle yes sir.
1: yes sir. wow boysenberry juice wow <laughs> <laughs> that's all right bass
2: wow. jones you you have you, any any it, you know, anything you can enl- enlighten us again about that experience. I mean, I'm excited hearing, I, I, these are stories we have not heard as as, as, as uh, Gen X's and millennials share, you know, it's exciting to hear what, y- what y'all are saying right now about the, you know, the excitement people had about cat meeting. Mm-hmm. The, the other piece that, uh,
3: that uh, uh, Kimmel implies was generational cross talking as young okay. pastors at camp meeting, I, I remember camp pitch. While well, we were pitching tents as, as young men, we would we would get we'd get in service by senior pastors in a casual way. I learned more about evangelism and about church management and conflict management around tents while I was swinging sledgehammers than I ever learned at the seminary. Pushing <laughs> <Woo>, Hallelujah! <laughs> uh, and that that cross sharing and then as young Christians, you can sit under a tree or on, a, or on the back of a pew after the service. And this grandmother who found Jesus 30 years ago could talk to you about her journey. And she would tell how she was 16 years old and, and that experience. And you begin to find out that your struggles were not the only struggles. And the other people who had your issues got victory. And so they could talk to you about how you can make it through. It was a faith-building kind of piece. Across. And then mm. we built some friendships at camp meeting that will last forever. People who normally would not work, be in your circle, uh, like, like in South Central, there might be somebody that you meet in Kentucky and you live in Mississippi, and every year you look forward to the time that you re-hook up with that family and, and, and talk about vegetarian lifestyles. Folk would, the old folk would bring all kinds of food to camp meeting. Stuff that you have never eaten. Stuff that you've <laughs> never seen. And they would unfold those baskets. And honey, you wanna try this and oh and here's a recipe and here's some jam and here's a sandwich. And you 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 come away from there with a whole new list of things that you're gonna try when you get back home. And and, and people who are young married people will get marriage counseling with others at Camp Meeting. And, and build the kind of uh, connections that were a lifetime connections. All you young people who went to your other camp meetings, those things have grounded you as Christian leaders and are, are uh, uh, anchors to your faith. Uh, the mm-hmm. pastor poured into me, the people who yeah. I've made, have made me what I am with a camp meeting experience. Um, the other, well, not, the other not, part of... Great, Elder.
4: The other part of camp meeting was not just the preaching and the seminars and the workshops, but right there on the baseball field. We got good religion when Elder Marshall Kelly would would go to the plate and he would point to the second story of the dormitory. And we would say, Elder Kelly, break a window, break a window. And he would wind up and Marshall Kelly would hit that ball clean through the window and we would just go ecstatic. But the the pastors played baseball with the youth. And we we loved it. We were right there. Um, And and they interacted with us in all of those. They didn't even take off their shirt and tie. They would roll up their sleeves. And and I can see them right now in my mind's eye in a black suit, a shirt and a tie. And they're at the pitcher mound or they're on first base or they're out in center field. And and we loved it. Uh, I grew up attending camp meeting with the pastors. Um, We would wear these safari hats, but they didn't let us have the sledgehammers. They gave us these weed whackers. And we had to go and cut down the weeds.
1: Man, every, every single time we do the PRT, I learn something new. Dr. Henry, I told you that Camp Pitch was not pastoral hazing. That was not internal ha- intern hazing, hazing for interns. It was something else that was, that, was, that was meant for. Well, praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Man, we were when, working when on they, that
0: fence, man. <laughs> you were when they, were, when they were
1: rolling out the tents, when they
4: were rolling out the tents, they would stack the tents, all rolled up, and Donald Simons would go back about fifty feet, and he would start running, and he would take a forward leap and go over the tents, and then go into a forward roll.
1: Wow! That wow. was Donald Simons. <clears throat> That's but me. Amazing.
4: Van Putten was there, and uh, I mean, um, Bill Scales was there, and wow. and and. and and uh, Dr. Dr. Reeves was there. They were all there.
2: Wow. Wow! wow. Ru- Russell, Man, it's not like we need to have camp meeting. We need to go back to the way camp meeting used to be. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so and Ellen White, Ellen White talks about praise services. Yes. She mm-hmm. talks about praise services at camp meeting and how, how important it was to have those services.
1: Wow. Listen. So th- this is all fascinating. I, I, this is exciting just to hear, and, and and not just to hear it, but to see the excitement on both of your faces as you are talking yeah. about camp meeting. It is infectious. So thank you so much for for sharing. But so so here's a here's a little curve. Now I, I want to because we've seen some of the, the comments in the chat, and one of the questions that we want to deal with. So this is what you've shared with us, Elder Kibble, Elder Kibble. What Ellen White says. This was the original purpose for camp meeting. Um, So here's the question. The question is, do our camp meetings maintain that flavor? Is, is is that what we are currently doing with our camp meetings? Um, what is the relevance of camp meeting today? Someone could say, sure, back in the Old Testament, they did these convocations three times a year, but we no longer do them. Um, and, and is it, are we just being unbiblical by not doing that? Or have different methods evolved to evoke the same outcomes um, that would be more effective and, and more more relevant today. So what's the relevance of our camp are we do number one, are we doing camp meetings the same way that we just said of what their, their purpose is for? Number two. Are they still relevant to the people that we are trying to reach in a post-COVID two thousand? Well, in, in a mid-COVID uh, uh, two thousand twenty-one world, is it is there a place for it in today's in today's church? Well, let me say this, brothers and sisters,
4: it would be far better for you to let your businesses suffer than to neglect the opportunity of hearing. The message God has for you, make no excuse that will keep you from gaining every spiritual advantage. Mm. You you need every lay of light. You need to become qualified to give a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. You cannot afford to lose out one of these privileges. Okay. Okay. Here's, here's another one. A great work is to be accomplished by our camp meetings. The Lord has specially honored these gatherings, which he has called holy convocations. To these meetings come thousands of people, many merely from curiosity to see and hear some new thing. But as they hear the messages of truth and come in contact with those who believe it, many are impressed. They see that this people are not what they have been represented. Their prejudices,
3: oppositions, and indifference are swept away. I want to add to this. Um, we, we've had to do camp meeting different because our people have changed. Uh, the, the, those who used to brag about tents and mosquitoes as a badge of being authentic are now coming to camp meeting in their uh, RVs and their hotels. And so we have modernized uh, our places to stay. We have uh, taken advantage of technology, but the basic need of camp meeting for fellowship, for in-service, for mission focus is still there. our, Our saints have been so busy in their everyday lives that for the younger generation, it's hard to take off for 10 days. And so they became more and more weakened people but in my conference, my older members who have been faithful are still taking vacation time, still taking 10 days off, because it means very much for them. It is the most crucial time in their spiritual life to be renewed, and they save up their money to come. I have saints in their 80s who save all year to go to come to camp meeting, pack up their pickup trucks, get all this stuff together, bring half their home to camp meeting. And, and move in on the trail for 10 days. The pandemic has been a blessing though, because it shut us down. And we in this year and a half with closed churches have really looked at what our priorities are and, and what means a lot to us. And so as these camp meetings during this uh, virtual time has been re-engaged, People have, again, appreciated the connection that they took for granted before. Uh, like Roger, this is my first time this Sabbath preaching to a live audience. Uh, just, just having people in front of me got me excited. I had to I had to hold my view. I don't know if they enjoyed the service, but I enjoyed the service. Because when I'm preaching digitally, everybody's muted. I'm looking at nameplates. I can't get no amens. There ain't no music. <laughs> And I don't know whether I'm coming over or not. And at the end, we're so glad to have Pastor Jones with us today. None of us pray. I go, phooey. <laughs> so to be in a group of people that respond wow. and energy, uh, I feel like my old self again. I, I, I just might take a church. Woohoo! Watch
2: out! Watch out! So,
3: so we're now looking at how much we miss each other and how important the naked word of God is. In the in these days, so yes, I think camp meeting is very relevant now. It has to be done differently because we are though the message stays the same. The method the, the methodologies have to look at the generation we're trying to reach. One last that, thing, yeah. the elder Elder McCoy several years ago tried something. He t- he he read the things that Elder Kibble read, and he set up for about a five or six year time camp meeting to be either the beginning of one of the evangelistic effort or the close of one. So we actually pitched a a tent at camp meeting to invite the community in for to hear our great preachers. And we did baptisms uh, as a part of an evangelistic meeting during those 10 days, which reminded us that uh, there are those outside of the walls of Oakwood and and South Central who need to get the same message that that we have. That same question came up in Ellen White's
4: day, believe it or not, because... (laughs) camp meeting had continued to grow and some felt that the blueprint was not being followed. And, and and Ellen White talked about the fact that different different times require different different experiences. So she was flexible. It wasn't just one way. Then then in terms of priority Manuscript, page 38, 1893. I feel it is my duty to bear a plain decided testimony to the believers. They need oh so much to be awakened. They do not know what it means to have a burden for the souls in their borders. They do not know what it means to seek for perishing ones out who are out of Christ. They do not see why they need to go to camp meeting. The common duties of life are all absorbing and it does not meet their inclination to go out from their work and homes to be put in inconvenience to obtain light and strength through seeking the Lord with their brethren. So even back then, people made excuses for not coming to camp meeting, but wow. she felt it was her duty to let them know that camp meeting is a priority.
0: Hmm. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the chat here and man, people are just asking questions in the chat. I just want to take one here. And it kind of, I seem like we're, we're saying this. Uh, Mayan Hill says, is camp meeting a place or an experience. So do you, you know, are we married to the place or is this just an experience?
3: What do you think about that, uh, Pastor Jones? Oh, it's an experience. (laughs) Um, We had a virtual camp meeting. Uh, Roger Wade orchestrated with me. We had people from all over South Central, but we had a virtual camp meeting and the people were drawn into the experience. They were in their house. They were there in Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee. Uh, we were at, we used Oakwood as a base, but the most of my people were every place else. But they still love the camp community experience, the, the sense know, of focus. So yeah, it's, we may hold it at a place, and we may hold it virtually, but the experience is something that is very precious. So it's not the place is just location. The experience is, is primary.
4: I think we also miss a great point in the message that Jesus gave to the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler said, What must I do to inherit eternal life? And, and 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 Jesus directed him to the law. He says to Jesus, I've done that since I was a boy. What lack I yet? Now we get all lost in the go and sell what thou hast. The message Jesus said, come be with me. Mm. Religion is relational. Wow! It is not something that we just think. Come be with me. Go and, and, and take care of all your business and, and, and settle those things. Come be with me. Camp meeting is an opportunity for us to come aside and be with Christ. Yes, sir. Come yes, be sir. with me.
0: Come on. So, so watch this. We talked about um, camp meeting being done virtually. Of course, you know during the pandemic we we couldn't meet. There's we had these restrictions, and they're still there today. Social distancing, all of that. Uh, but we recognized that we can still get an experience by doing it virtually. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at that and as we begin to open up, I believe South Central Conference uh, churches open up and I think Southeastern is coming up pretty soon, if not today or next week or so. Um, And we look at the costs that we spend for camp meeting, because I know that's a big part of our budget, you know, in the conference, the cost of camp meeting. Um, How how can camp meeting how can the cost be effective As we as we deal with trying to generate this experience, so we want to make sure that we use our money wisely, we recognize at least when I when we had a camp meeting there in in, in, um, one of the conferences, I uh, was in. um, I know that during the 10 days we didn't see a lot of millennials there, you know, we didn't see a lot of people taking their vacation to come you know, 10 days to the camp meeting. We saw a lot of the builder generation and so forth. And even now before the pandemic, uh, a lot of our children, you know, I've heard of some camp meetings where we just don't have a lot of that, the teenagers again, that used to be there. Uh, but we spent a lot of money on camp meeting because we recognize the importance of this coming together that I think Elder Kibble um, articulately stated. So when we look at all this, how can we effectively use our, our resources trying to facilitate the concept of camp meeting um, and, and to generate that experience. We've already experienced a virtual uh, camp meeting and how that was effective. What are some of the ways that we can do this? Um, Pastor Kibble.
4: In Allegheny East, our camp meeting budget and our evangelistic budget were the same. Our camp meeting budget and our evangelistic budget was the same. I would tell the pastors, the reason why we ask you to come and help prepare for camp meeting is because camp meeting is a spiritual holiday that we give to the people who pay your check. Camp meeting is a spiritual holiday. Now, back in those, those people weren't going to Cancun. Mm -hmm. They weren't going to Disney World Ouch. They weren't going to Disneyland or or, or they they were going to camp meeting. They saved their money to go to camp meeting. They weren't going to the Poconos. They weren't going to Las Vegas. They were coming to camp meeting. These were the same people who returned a faithful tithe. The pastors come and we are the servants of the people. So if sister Goins is trying to get the bags out of her car and you see her struggling you go get those bags. Don't let mm-hmm. don't you let me see you passing by and not helping her with those bags because the money that you give when you go to the resorts and that you tip others came out of their pocketbooks
2: mm-hmm. wow.
4: it's, and the reason why we keep the costs down, is because we offer our services freely.
0: Pastor, uh, President Ben Jones,
3: we're talking about camp
0: meeting. How cost-effective is camp meeting?
3: Um, like Elder Kibble, we spend in South Central, before the pandemic, between two or three, between two and almost $300,000 a year for camp meeting. But that gathering of five or 6,000 of us for, for that 10 days, is the, the underbelly that, that continues to have local members see themselves as a part of a larger community than their churches. And in response, we see a, a tithe of $20 million. So $200,000 investment for a $20 million gross is, 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 a, is a, an investment. Now the challenge that you said, uh, Dr. Henry, is a true challenge. Camp meeting does not have the same meaning for millennials. As it does for their mothers and grandmothers, and we have not yet figured a way to reach them because of what Ella Kibble says. There's so many social outlets that the next generation has that they choose camp meetings, spiritual value is, uh, is lessened. Um, and many young adults feel that they can get their spiritual information from all kinds of sources, mm. they don't. Have Go to a place to get good preaching. They can click in a dozen different services for, for preaching. That's one of the things we're concerned about in a post-pandemic way. they used, they used to having church now for a year and a half in their in their sweats and blue jeans, and they they can start in Allegheny East and work their way across the the, the whole spectrum and have three great services in a in a, a normal Sabbath, and then come to the round treatment. But the deal is, there is no experience that can match the personal face-to-face experience, none. Even in their digital world, they still miss the kind of touch and, and, and interaction that only can happen in, in, uh, personally. So what we've tried to do is add more digital opportunities for that generation and try to make weekend events meaningful while at the same time during the week, those who take their time uh, find the fellowship and the and the and the re- reminding of their stuff of, the, of what we believe in crucial. It's that camp meeting, like I'm able to talk to my whole conference and talk to them about what's important as we move into the next year, and that's important for me.
2: It's worth the investment for me. So, 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 so I, I've heard a couple of things. I've heard a couple of things this. The, during our conversation today, number one, that the originality or the origination of camp meeting was a, a an evangelistic thing. It was it was not necessarily coming together as a a church and just kind of you know patting ourselves on the back. Oh, we got good preaching. We we you know we've got good teaching. It was an opportunity. What I'm hearing, what I heard, was it was an opportunity for us to to show off God. In other words, you know, invite our friends to come. But somewhere over the time, um, you are both presidents. Well, I'm um, a former president and an actual president. Somehow that message got lost. What, 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 can we put you on the spot? What is it that we can do, Elder Kibble? You you have been um, a president. You've moved up to the division. You're now retired, but I- I'm letting you know that um, as a young pastor, um, you know what you have to say makes uh, an impact in the lives of our churches, especially to our leaders. And Pastor and uh, Pastor Jones, you you're leading right now a group of pastors what is it that we need to say to because if if camp meeting is that important to the church's agenda um we cannot allow it to die because a certain group don't want to go or or a certain um, mindset is there what is it that that you are seeing that we can do um, from your perspective I know young people have an idea but from your perspective you 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 got us excited at the beginning about the importance of camp meeting what are some of the things you can suggest to us that we need to keep in mind as we share the importance of camp meeting uh, to this generation?
4: Oh, no. I think we, need to be, we need to be very clear. It was both evangelistic, but it was also to promote the spirituality of the membership. It wasn't, Ellen White spoke about both of them. She even in fact talked about how to prepare to go to camp meeting. Mm. She talked about praying and fasting in preparation for coming to camp meeting. I remember in Allegheny East when we used to have communion service with the workers at the beginning of camp meeting. Before we started camp meeting, we had a communion service to rededicate ourselves and to ask God's blessings on the land so that God's presence was there during my tenure as president we were spending somewhere between 750,000 and 800,000 a year for camp meeting but in addition to that we were we were carrying about 3500 during the week and between
3: 12 and 14,000 on the weekend uh, i want to add to that um... We need to continue to make uh, our Vincent Camp meeting evangelistic. Uh, I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, uh, one of our uh, uh, elder, Alwyn Humphrey, who was my who w- was working at that time as executive secretary, had a great idea. He said, Pastor Edmund and Pastor Jones, what if we brought everybody who who was a, who was baptized in between camp meeting and brought them the camp meeting as VIPs? Because um, cut down their costs, feed them free food, and and showcase them for the, for the members. We had about uh, 45 or 50 that actually came to camp meeting, and they had special seating for camp meeting, and at the 11 o'clock worship service, we applauded them and affirmed them. As I talked to them about uh, how it made them feel as a new Adventist, they felt like they had done something that was meaningful for them. They had doubts about their joining this little bitty church over in Alabama or Mississippi. But when these 5,000 people said, welcome to the family, we're glad to have you, and they were VIPs, that not only did something for them, but when the saints saw a year's worth of harvest at camp meeting, they said, Mm -hmm. we need to do this every year if we made camp meeting a place where you bring the people that you've been given Bible studies to, you know, maybe you haven't closed the deal, but we've got some people who can close the deal at camp meeting and they brought in their biblical interests and the, and watch those people make the decision. We baptize every year at camp meeting so that laying the ideal with the pastors and the people, this is also a harvest time opportunity. Because maybe, maybe you're your young pastor can't preach as great as somebody else. But, you know, at my camp meetings uh, when I was a kid, all the greats, E.E. Cleveland, C.D. Brooks. In fact, I remember at 18, I gave my life again at at camp meeting just before I I, I was going to go off to Oakwood when C.D. Brooks came back from uh, a meeting in um, Egypt, in Cairo and preached to us as young. My whole youth choir that sang for him came down front in tears and recommitted themselves to Christ. So it's, it's a life-changing experience. And if we make that a focus, if you want to find God, find him at, the, at your local camp meeting. <laughs> Don't get me started. In, in, in 1990,
4: 1990, it was a general conference year. Mm-hmm. During general conference years, we didn't have 10 days of camp meeting. We had an extended weekend. Mm-hmm. We had just got finished certifying our pastors as lifestyle health coaches. Mm-hmm. Courtney Malloy, who was a Washington Post news writer, had said that the next greatest crisis facing the black community was in the area of health. Mm-hmm. And I realized that here we are, a black church with a health message. How are we going to address this crisis? So Gwen Foster put together a, 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 a program to train our pastors to be lifestyle coaches. We weren't having regular camp meetings but I needed a platform that would give national attention. Mm -hmm. So we went to Hampton University where the Hampton Ministers' Conference is held. Wow. And we contracted with them to have camp meeting on their campus using their dormitories, their cafeteria, and also their auditorium. They had just built the new convention center. Wow. The Virginia members were so excited because this was the first time they didn't have to go to Allegheny East for camp meeting. And we got news reporters and we got television to capture. We used every message. Every seminar was about the health message so that we could train the members like we trained the pastors to become lifestyle coaches. We brought the president of Loma Linda as one of our guests. Mm-hmm. We, we, we brought Benjamin Reeves, who was with the health system,
3: yeah.
4: one of our guests. We had Wendell Cheatham, one of our guests. We had we had uh, Gus Cheatham, one of our guests. I was trying to get Muhammad Ali to come. Oh, <laughs> but he, he had another, but. We use camp meeting to set the spiritual agenda for wow. the entire conference. Wow,
1: that's phenomenal. That that's creative and that's so innovative. Um, that as, was as, 1990.
4: That was 1990. 1990. Wow. That was 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, and I actually remember that. I, I'm I'm not too young to have have remembered that, um, hearing of it and and yeah that was great stuff. Well, listen, I want to give you both an opportunity to address something. I want to kind of dip back a little bit into something that Dr. Henry brought up uh, as it as it relates to to the the cost of camp meeting. So what we talked about was the cost of the event, um, but often our our people are not just looking at the cost of the event. Um outside of, of 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 Allegheny East and outside of South Central, we have not just camp meetings but campgrounds. Um, and the cost that are associated with keeping up camp grounds. You've got people coming from churches who don't have air conditioning, the roof is falling in, the school is falling apart, um, that need um, just some basic things for, for to do ministry in their neighborhoods that they do year-round. And so they're coming to some of our campgrounds and they're seeing, you know, great A V systems where they don't have, uh, you know, they've got a a cheap little cheesy microphone in their sanctuary, what they're using every week. Uh, But they're seeing some of these great grand equipment, video equipment, all of this stuff that we have at our campgrounds that we use for one period a year in their minds. And they're, they're looking at, and they're seeing these great buildings that we're starting to erect on our campgrounds, and they're saying we're not using them, but for a short period during the year, but real ministry, this is taking place 365 days a year back in our hometown and we don't have these kinds of resources that are thrown into this place for one time a year. How do you respond to those types of issues when it comes to finances? When you're coupling not just the cost of the camp meeting event, but the cost of the upkeep of the grounds, the 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 salaries for the people that are there keeping them up. Is this is this something that we ought to address or is it fine the way that it is? I don't have a campground. To- I knew you were going to take that out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the
3: campgrounds that I, I know about my, my fellow uh, conferences, the upgrades that they're now doing are upgrades that the people themselves have demanded. Mm-hmm. They demanded that, that we are now a more modern people. We're not going to stay in and below standard kind of housing. We're not going to sit in sweat in places without air conditioning. So the kind of upgrades we're seeing is upgrades that this generation feels that is that brings them to a standard that they have in their homes. And I understand that. The other thing is, many of our churches uh, have the ability to invest in their local quality of church and ministry if that became a priority. I know as a conference, um, what we have that comes to us, by the time we take care of the necessary needs, every other dollar we have, we turn back to the field. And so based on the tithe and offering piece, uh, 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 conferences don't have more money than the people give them. But uh, it's, it's like, for instance, I'll go to some places where the church is not really cared for well, or when I go to the homes of those same people, they, they, their homes are well cared for. And so it's like uh, it's like your 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 car, Pastor Paul. If you had a flat tire and you're driving a 1985 uh, uh, wannabe car, and we're fussing about the the, the oil is burning and the, and the air conditioning doesn't work, and and said Pastor Jones, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this car. I'd ask you whose car is it. And I said well if it's your car then maybe you need to get the tires fixed and maybe service it sometime and change the oil And so I've I discovered that where our priorities are that's where our funds go Now there are there, there is a need to redirect fund monies and administration and other places back to the local church and that that whole movement is on but we as congresses, the division, and, and the GC are now cutting back on their monies going up so we can have more monies that stay locally. And that's going to be a trend that continues more and more. But there's, it's impossible to support everything necessary on just a tithe. So local members and local congregations will have to look at their stewardship commitment to, the, the, to accomplishing a mission.
1: Okay. All right. Elder Kibble.
3: Whenever we talk
4: about Tithe and and, and um, operational costs—it uh, always raises—it um, it raises my interest because the fact of the matter is that only 35 percent of the membership of the Adventist Church participate. 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 participate in the tithing program, 35% participate. In the 35%, we have those who are the regular tithers. They return a tithe every paycheck. You have those who are intentional tithers. They will pay or return a tithe if they're in church. On the Sabbath following payday, if they go if they go away, they won't return it next week. They'll catch up next month, and then the third group are those who are the occasional path tithers. They tithe on the high Sabbaths of the year: Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Mother's Day. I don't know about the Fourth of July, but but they they will they will tie only during those periods of time. Understand what Ellen White said. It promotes spirituality. During, during camp meeting, I can remember when when Elder uh, uh, Elder um, not, not, uh, Elder Starks would do stewardship campaigns during camp meeting. Our trust services would operate during camp meeting. Yeah. We kept down the cost. We didn't build an air conditioned pavilion. I'm sorry, I I, I didn't get that done. But we did upgrade the bathrooms. We updated the field houses. We upgraded the swimming pool. We upgraded the sanitation system, the waste treatment plant. We upgraded the warehouse where we would store the facilities. We upgraded the, the, the log cabins. We, we, we put picnic pavilions on the campus. We did those things, but we never solved the problem of the, of the rain, nor did we ever solve the problem of the heat. But the people still came. Now, the people who came for the week were altogether different than the people who came on the weekend. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: But what we did for the weekenders was that we paid the, the, the walkways because they didn't want to get their shoes muddy. The people <laughs> who came during the week didn't care. I think it is essential cost. I think it's a cost because if the people had tried to find what we provided at camp meeting at one of the other outlets, they could not find it. Mm -hmm. I can remember the children, one of our doctors, Dr. Wilbur Mays' son, his his father brought brought him, Kevin, and and his brother to camp meeting every year. He is a, a physician he is, a, um, he, is, he is a cardiac physician for for infants, but he brings his children to camp meeting. And last time I checked, they stayed in a tent because he wanted them to have the camp. He is a cardiac physician for, for fetal infants. These are the ones that are the little infants.
1: Wow so as we as we um, just take a curve here, so looking forward as we go forward, I know um, uh, Elder Jones, you mentioned you talked about those uh those eighty year olds that that pack everything up and, and move in for for the the ten days, et cetera but In many of our places, we are not seeing, we're seeing grandparents with grandchildren. We're not seeing the parents of those grandchildren. We're not seeing millennials. We're not seeing Gen Zs um, come and spend that time. If we are reimagining camp meeting going forward in order to help it survive, at some point those 80-year-olds are not going to be around anymore. Those grandparents won't be around. That financial support that has buoyed up so much of our camp Meetings. They're there they, they, they may not be around forever. If we're reimagining how camp meeting moves going forward, keeping in mind with Elder Kibble, uh, uh, let us know this is the, the intent and the purpose of what of what we're trying to achieve with camp meeting. What does mm-hmm. camp meeting look like going forward from here? Is it any different? Does it does it merit some reimagining or, or do we keep trucking ahead the way that we're going? What do we do? going forward from here? Keeping in mind too, this pandemic has virtualized the planet um, in, in a way that we probably did not foresee two, three, four, five years ago. Taking mm-hmm. all of those things into account, where do we go from here? First,
3: I want to say we have to determine who Cat is going to be for, hmm. and then begin aiming at that audience. The the, the, the the large demographic of our country says those of my age are now becoming the minority and those of your age for the next 20 years will be the majority. So we're going to reach the future. Camp meeting has to begin to be shaped at that piece. That means shorter camp meetings. That means mm-hmm. the hybrid kind of camp meeting where you can You can be involved in camp meeting on your phone, on your tablet, any place in the world has to stay. Mm -hmm. It means camp meeting will now have to become not just a spiritual review or rehearsing of our doctrines or our mission, but it has to be a camp meeting that's going to focus on active issues in our communities. A camp meeting should be the place we talk about social issues. Camp meetings should be the place to have a strategic planning session for Black Urban America. Camp meetings should be the place where we are actually identifying and and training uh, leaders from across the regional campuses to be effective. Camp meetings should be able to set a political agenda for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Camp meetings should be the place then that we meet across the places where we actually have action plans that started camp meetings that move throughout the area. It should be the essential strategic planning event for our conference setting as in my setting I'm sitting in 20 million black people in my, my in my area. I have the most dense Black population in this country, in the poorest Black population of this country. It's not Baltimore. It's not D.C. It's down here where where Black Adventism began. So I I need to be talking about health ministries and other things that will deal with the Black economies and stuff. We need to start making camp making a place where we're planning on entrepreneurs and the kind of innovative stuff that Ella wow. Kibble did wow thirty years ago. We need to turn it over to you and your generation to make innovative stuff. What's the what's the cutting edge thing now yeah. that we need to talk about? And finally We need to make the third angel's message as relevant to this generation as it was the last generation. We need to speak it in language that the next generation can hear and camp meeting is the ideal place for that message to be dealt with.
1: That's all I got to say. Wow, wow, (laughs) wow, wow. Wow. That's my president, that's my president, guys. (laughs) Yes, yes, good good stuff, stuff. great
0: stuff. I mean, I I like what you said, Um, uh, President Jones talking about camp meeting maybe, maybe shorter, you know, um, uh, <laughs> trying to figure out ways. Yeah. I, and Pastor Paul's laughing. We That's used to be those. Ten, actually, we, actually we spent more than 10 days at, That's right. at camp meeting. The pastors had to go a week earlier, but, but having it shorter and, and being very intentional about what we're doing at camp meeting so that it can uh, facilitate that environment where we can have that spiritual Um, experience that is so desperately needed among the the body of Christ. Also, um, this evangelistic thrust for camp meeting. Um, I've seen it in in different conferences where it worked well. South Atlantic, I believe, had something uh, some years ago where many people were baptized. And and so just figure out where it would be nice, man. Just, I don't know, they they probably have it already. I don't know, but just to sit around the table with um, people that are um, from different conferences and talk about camp meeting and how it can be more effective so that we can generate and provide the environment for that spiritual experience.
3: Here's my other thing, Dr. Henry. I don't like short for shortness sake. We say shortness because our people's attention span is short and convenience is more important than content. But if I said to you, would you give me a week so you could come to South Central and we sit down and develop an urban strategy for, for black cities across i think something meaningful like that you say look i'll give you a week if it's going to mean activity mm-hmm. and change that i have input in or an initiative that started before can meeting that comes to can meeting to announce or initiate people would then say it's worth my it's worth my seven days it's worth my 10 days yeah mm-hmm. if i can make a difference in the church by coming to can meeting people will then be willing to make your generation will be able to make that make that trip and say it was worth my involvement. But unless if, if you're just talking about Camp Meeting being a preaching place, inspirational place, information place, sorry, mm-hmm. um every other venue does it better than Camp Median does it now. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm I sure. noticed in the chat uh, um there was another component to camp meeting, we talked about the spiritual, we talked about the relational, but it seems as if our young adults, uh, our millennials are looking for that community outreach. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they want that other Service. piece. And, yeah. and and that service and that was something that we didn't really do at camp because we all wanted people to come to the grounds and not necessarily and and just the mere fact that we'll have camp meeting up in the bush behind god's back in some places <laughs> you know we, we, we kind of send the message we don't want to be a part of the community but but elder Jones, you're here um what, what would you say to that? It's, it's, does community service or community in involvement engagement have have a place in this purpose of camp meeting? Absolutely. See, again,
3: I have an advantage over, over most of you. I'm running camp meeting in the midst of an institutional community, where there, um, where the people come in or, or don't come in. I got five thousand Adventists sitting in Huntsville, so my camp meeting is packed every year because of where I'm sitting. If I was at, if we had camp meeting at Andrews or camp meeting in one of our other institutions around Loma Linda, they had have the same thing. So I'm different from that. I am in the city and we have had community service events that have worked for us. And so engagement that can be identified with making life better for around us, it will not only bring our young adults back to camp meeting, but it'll, let me let me tell you this. Several years ago, we were doing an evangelism meeting at camp meeting. Uh, the, Dr. Nixon, who at that time was the pastor over the of Oakland University Church, was preaching the meeting for us. I got people from the community that got flyers and asked me privately, is it okay if I'm a non-adventist and can come to camp meeting? And they were they were thinking that camp meeting was just for us. And would we allow the people in the community to come also? So we've so projected camp meeting as an exclusive Adventist event. We have not opened it up to make the community say, this is something for everybody. And so we need to look at every camp meeting, what can we do to bring the rest of the community to to us as this is an event, not just for us, but for everybody that we have something to give, something to share, something to make people. And if you start events at your conference, that spring out and touch people everywhere you can bring the the harvest of that back to camp meeting you can say in dallas or in new york or in new jersey we did this and now at camp meeting we're going to give rewards to community place northeastern did an awesome ministry during the pandemic they were involved in uh covid testing they were involved in vaccination every positive thing their camp meeting has been going on. It would have been a wonderful thing to bring people from New York and people from the community back to that setting and say, this is what we were able to do for our community. And people say, thank you for, for reaching out. And we could do that all over the country. So my, my bottom line, Roger, we need to give camp meeting to the next generation and say, here, we've carried it for 50 years. It's in your lap. What can you do with it? And allow them to shape that and 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 reimagine camp
1: meeting for us. Wow! Yeah, that's awesome. This has been a delicious conversation to be able to hear. And I think so many of our listeners today, I'm seeing that they're saying, "Look, this is something that needs to be shared." Are not just our. Our members, but also our our administrators, um, need to be able to hear, not just hear this discussion, but I think part of the the desire is that people want to be a part of the discussion. Um, they wanna be at the table uh, and in the room where it happens, if you will, in order to be able to, to toss out some of these ideas. And so it is exciting to hear um, one of our own conference presidents being able to come on and to share perspective with us.